0: I sense the presence of a greater evil.
1: Check, check. One, two. Okay. Is it recording? Good. Welcome to your reckoning, baby! Hey, Scotty, what's up? I'm coming back. Oh, got a toot.
0: Hold on. The audio fun bag is brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. And now, we kick it. audio fun bag chapter
2: 70 all brought to you by norman's electronics and hard ice vodka freezies i'm here with the voice of god he is brian hoyt we also refer to him as hoyt Go ahead, do it. Be your voice of God.
1: The voice of God. I'm on a VO mic right now, so this is like for professionals, voiceovers, because we're in the dungeon right now.
2: Yeah, we're out of sorts. We are not in our normal studio that we record in. Typically, that would
1: be Chuck's studio. You're sitting like an eight-year-old on the console trying to look at me. This is so weird. No,
2: this is very 80s. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm that guy who's like, hey, he's the coolest DJ in town. He sits on the console and moves the mic
1: all around as he talks to the audience. I shouldn't have to be doing this, Los. I don't know if you're aware of this. I have a fucking radio show now. We. No, I. I have a radio show. We.
2: So we kept it (laughs) as secret as we could for as long as we could. And I think if we were going to talk about some of the inner workings of, of how all of this came together, when management and ownership approached us, we were thinking, all right, this seems like a crazy idea, but the podcast numbers, and again, we started the radio show by thanking all of you listeners. That's the reason why we got the opportunity because of what the numbers have been and the time spent listening and all the jargon. Basically, they were like, you guys have earned this opportunity. The weird part for you and I is that we were the first cog in what their plans were. And so if we had said no... Then they would have gone back to the drawing board on everything else that was happening at the radio station.
1: And I've had to sit on this secret for forever, and you know I don't keep secrets. So this started about a year ago, the inner workings, and I went to you and I was like, look, we have to find a way to get Kincaid and Stake fired.
2: (laughs) That was not how that went, (laughs) but I liked the idea. So we started a plan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we, all, we were inspired by the Red Wedding.
1: Why do you think we were talking about COVID like a year and a half ago? We basically invented COVID in order to get Steak and Kincaid fired to get everybody to lose their job so we could finally have a radio show. This is what we did. This was our master plan. Sorry about like the millions of people that died, but we got a radio show.
2: We are going to bring that up because that is part of what I'm calling the most frustrating college football season to ever happen that is coming your way. We'll get into that in another segment, but Yeah, I just found it was weird because we had to sit on this for a number of months and we were just told, okay, now that you guys are done, now we're going to work on everything else. We're like, wait a minute. How have you not? We're supposed to go last. We're going six to eight. And we kept being told, no, we're giving you a portion of drive time in addition to your duties with Chuck and Chernoff. (laughs) And so you and I are looking at each other going, well, it's like the last hour of drive time, but. The the numbers that we've seen, y'all have stayed with the show, and so that's been really cool for us, and we greatly appreciate it. And when the Braves are basically taking up all of our shows this week, we'll still do our podcast.
1: And in all seriousness- Because we can curse. The good news is- That shit is still happening. yeah Okay, there goes being played on Saturday in Podcast Park. What's Thank up, Podcast you, Park? You started by cursing. You could have beeped it. It was one curse. Now you're taking it over the top, and you've dropped like- three s-bombs in one minute i have not done that you're abusing the power we have so oh it's coursing through my veins the good news is no one got fired no of course and that's one of the most uncomfortable things in radio so the story still goes that brandon adams friend of ours finally got his opportunity when he was over at 790 to get his own radio show which for most people unlike myself for most people is like the goal in this industry correct
2: At the expense of something else is when he got his opportunity.
1: Yeah, he calls his best friend, Matt Chernoff, and he's like, I got great news. They just, Stake just offered me a radio show. Edgar just gave me my own show. And Matt's like, cool, I just got fired. And that was how they (laughs) took, they
2: took Matt's salary, cut it in half, and gave it to Brandon Adams and Stakes Bookie.
1: Uh, You could give him a name. You didn't have to refer to him as Stakes Bookie. Am I lying? No. Okay, so that's
2: how that radio show came together between somebody who probably shouldn't have ever been on the air.
1: Wow, we're never having Wolver- Wolverton on as a guest, and Brandon Adams. <laughs> Again, am I lying? No. Okay,
2: I'm just pointing out something. It's I'm not hating. I'm just saying that if, when the audience comes to us for the real, we deliver the real. Again. You joking around about everything that happened with John and Steak that really was not our plan that didn't ha- have anything to do with us or was it? Maybe, maybe we should just go with that for a while. <laughs> like we just hold up each one of their heads like this is what we've done. <laughs> oh, by the way, John John sent it to us again. He's still killing it in Philadelphia. He's like, I think he's like third in the marketplace, dude.
1: I he's, said he's, it. On, he's killing it. I said it on Chernoff's podcast after after everything went down. I was like, I'm not sad for John. John will do John. Everybody. John will be okay. John's going to kill it. The only problem John has is that his his family is
2: still here for one more year because his his daughter is a graduating senior. And so they want to keep her in
1: school here. Can you imagine, though, getting like the best news of your life? Like, Los, I'm getting married. And I call you to tell you I'm getting married. I found the woman in my dreams. And you're like, my daughter just died, Hoyt.
2: You'd be like, oh.
1: <laughs> and you got to kind of back out like you're the
2: Kool-Aid guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and then you realize, wrong no. room. you got to kind of slowly back out of there. So that's that's been what's been going on for you and I over the last couple of weeks. And I still joke around about it. You are the reluctant radio star. No. Because no. we were talking
1: about this yesterday off the air. Because I'm not a star, so that's not a factual statement. But we continue. Were, we were
2: talking about this off the air yesterday. And I would love to hear what our audience has to say about it we were thinking about where certain people rank in terms of how they're viewed by the Georgia fan base because one person that Chuck threw out, we were all like, no, no, nobody nobody cares about that person or that's not a big deal. They're just doing what they're doing. And then we brought up a guy like Roddy Nabolsi. Roddy is loved by the entire fan base. Love Content, Roddy. everything else. And we started kind of going through that list of, okay, so who are the people that the fan base goes to? And it didn't take very long for me to go, Hoyt. no they don't come
1: you, to me they yes, drink no, with no. me that's the difference you don't drink with Roddy or Seth or Chip you drink with me that's the difference right but this is a big but though
2: they also come to you to say tell me what I should think about this and you are then the guy who's like well I think about this with this move like SEC media days it got started did you not go back and listen to all of JT Daniels yesterday and just go yeah, like, we're, we're good hands here. I mean, that's, that's the takeaway I would have. Then, as a Georgia fan out there, I would then go to Hoyt to be like, what did Hoyt think about it?
1: The funny thing is, and I was thinking about this earlier today when I was having a conversation with one of my buddies, if JT Daniels wore orange, any type of orange, Tennessee orange, Clemson orange, Florida orange, Auburn orange, I would hate him so much. (laughs) He would come off as such a douche. Smug. The fact that he wears the red and black and he shows up yesterday with like a suit that looked like he was taken out of a bag right before he got on the podium. He's my douche. And I love it. I embrace. He's got the mustache. They interviewed him. asked him, why would you do the mustache? What are you going to do this year? And did you hear his answer, by the way? No. He wanted to do Joe dirt, but apparently they moved up picture day a month early. He was going to grow a mullet and a terrible mustache, (laughs) and do Joe Dirt. But I guess they surprised him. He talked about his freshman year at USC. Everybody kept being like, you look like Jack Sparrow. And so he went with it. He's like, I got the greasy hair. I got the porn star mustache. Let's rock it. I'm looking like Jack Sparrow. He would be a douche on any other team in the SEC, but he's on my team, and I love him. He has an eccentric side that he's feeding in college. He has an I-don't-give-a-fuck side. That's all it is. No, I, I... I think I identify with that
2: because at the time when I'm in college, I'm playing college ball, I'm working over at the ticket, and I'm losing bets that I'm having to, like, you know, dye my hair color blue. And I thought it was just kind of fun. And I was like, you know what? This is probably the only time in my life I can get away with this. Once he's a professional quarterback, he can't actually keep doing these bits. But in college, it's celebrated and it's fun. You can do it.
1: It's this weird era because, like, you're in college and you act like, I don't care, I'm in college. There's pee all around me. I'm going out tonight. But here's the difference. He means cat. When you go out on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday night up in Athens, you put on your best, you spray Axe body spray on you because you think that smells good, and you try to impress these women. This dude rolls around in the middle of the summer with a tank top and a necklace and rings on his finger, things that would never get you laid in Athens. But he's like, I don't care. I'm the quarterback. You either lay me or you don't tonight. I just love
2: that he looked like he was straight out of the movie Reservoir Dogs yesterday. Yep, Like, he looked like he was there to commit crime. Mr. Green. That's right. It was like, no, no, he was Mr. Red. Mr. Like that, Red. That's who he was. He was Mr. Red. So that was where I was thinking that, you know, everybody wants to hear what Georgia Hoyt thought about Media Day.
1: All right, there's two things. Number one, it's not like Georgia Hoyt. I'm coming he, to him my, for my information. Who,
2: who do I go to? Honestly, who do I go to when I want to know some of the inside stuff on what's going on in recruiting because you go to recruiting God and then after recruiting God tells you what's happening, you then pass it along to me or anybody else who asks. The problem
1: is I not a- everybody can go to recruiting God. A lot of people can go to you. The problem is I'm a fan in the role of a journalist. Journalist but you're not really a journalist though. You're I an know enter- I'm you're not. an entertainer. But they but <laughs> but People like Roddy or Rusty or Seth or whoever, you name it. Much more journalists They still have to keep that journalistic side to them. They're not going to cry after a game. They're not going to do, you know, snow angels on the field in Pasadena because they can't do that. They can't show up in the press box hammered with a credential because, heaven forbid, you know, AJC or somebody finds out that they did that. Hoyt does it. And so I basically am kind of living out everybody's dream.
2: All right, coming up next, we're going to bring up what's going to be the most annoying college football season that you are going to have to endure this year. Like, That's
1: can com- you imagine if Dean Leggy snuck into the national championship game, how much crap he would get? But I did that because I'm allowed to. And then you left early. That's coming up next on the audio fun bag. I was right. I knew Bama was going to win the damn thing. <laughs> Follow The Podcast Park on social media for live updates as new episodes
3: hit and behind-the-scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook
4: at The Podcast Park.
0: It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. Aren't you going through a divorce or something? You told me to bring it up.
1: Carlos, you have got to stop going out of your way to point out the bad moments from a teammate here because a that's huge... really what this is about.
2: See, this is really rich when you say that because huge... I've been sitting on this piece of audio. Mm. Matt, you want to know where I got that piece of audio from?
4: I have only one guess. Point, help us out.
3: Lowe's gang. It's, uh, what time is it? it's uh, 11.20 or so. Uh, got to get this. Steak is, I guess, trying to do a read for Solomon Brothers. Oh, okay, hang Not on. Not even close to
1: me.
4: Hang on. Not
3: even
1: close. La, 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 la,
4: la, la. End of message. Do you know the biggest D-bag moment of that whole thing when he says King here? Like, that's your name, you D-bag. I mean, seriously, first of all, the fact that
2: you made the call is a D-bag move. The fact that you called yourself uh, King is the double D-bag move, and you're the one, oh, my teammates pull the rope the same way. You're burying somebody. I, I,
1: I, I don't. Yeah. That.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thanks for taking me down that dark little path. Audio so.
2: Fun Bag Chapter 70, all brought to you by Norman's Electronics, NEIUSA.com. Hit them up for all of your audio and video vintage needs, as well as hard ice vodka freezies. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to take you down that path.
1: Dominic Sanders, just stay on the hash and we win a national championship.
2: Coming up in the third segment, we will bring up the thing we aired last week Uh. when it was Nick Cellini losing his mind live on the air while subbing in.
1: While doing a Radiothon for the children.
2: Yeah, so we will re-air that in the third segment. We'll get a chance to, you'll you'll hear us break it all down, and that's how we'll finish out like, the, uh, the podcast this evening.
1: There's two people that have ruined Radiothons. It's Cellini and Kanye West when we were doing Katrina talking <laughs> about George Bush doesn't like black people. Doesn't
2: like black people. Be- and Mike Myers and me are like, oh my God, what have I wandered into? Oh, F. I'd rather be anywhere else on this planet right now. Okay, I'm going to give you the one serious thing I want to get into with an element of, there's some comedy here.
1: Boo, seriousness.
2: Because I brought this up on Twitter this morning because I keep, I, I would say this. You know I'm very data-oriented. Data drives everything for me. And I start off a lot of radio shows or a lot of front office losses where I have my hypothesis of what I thinks going on. Then I go search to be like, give me all the information, and I can either prove I'm right or prove I'm wrong. And I'll flat out tell you on the air, I was wrong about this dude. I feel like I'm right about this situation. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, you always let us know about your pet cat, Patrick Mahomes. You always – I, I said, here's the data. <laughs> I was right about this guy, and then you'll bring up someone you were wrong about. and I'll be
2: like, I'm totally wrong about this dude. That's just how it goes. So I want to take you back to December 2019. Are you about to do a COVID thing? Beg- but it comes around to college football this year.
1: I'm about to change the front office list open. Like, he's the man that knows the vax. Because you and I. Death statistics, all of that. Started
2: seeing all these numbers <laughs> out of China, what was going on. And we brought it up on the podcast. We were like, hey, man, do you see what's coming out of here? Because it ain't good. And we, it was kind of a throwaway thing. We said it, and then we moved on. But we were looking at all the data. And, and what was jumping out was that this thing was highly transmissible but wasn't highly deadly. It's different with its Ebola. It's not highly transmissible, but it's very deadly, so it it dies off very quick. This, we were like, this has a chance to stay around for a long, long, long time. And so I want to bring this up initially from here. You're looking to go to the Clemson-Georgia game. Georgia-Clemson game, yes. I was looking at it. I can get in the building for 300 bucks. a decent ticket. For a decent seat, runs closer to like 450. I don't want to do that, but I'd rather get in the building. I'll figure it out. And your entire plan has been, I'm going to get in on a credential. Yeah. What was it that Road dog Adam Gillespie told you yesterday about the credential status for you?
1: Uh, it said, quote, filling out the app. Now there's a required question. Have you been fully vaccinated against COVID-19? Now, backstory, Hoyt, last July, got a pretty strong case for about a, what, week
2: Uh, no, about 18 days. He was knocked down for quite a while, and he did the whole, he was, he, that was his first sabbatical from the radio station, gone for about three weeks. I
1: believe that's episode 30, if you go back in the archives, you can hear the one when Hoyt came back from COVID. When Hoyt
2: was, hey, where have you been all this time? (laughs) Oh, I had COVID.
1: And we couldn't, by the way, this was like early on when you couldn't talk about it on air, no one wanted to talk about, hey, Hoyt got COVID, someone at 680 had COVID, oh, they must not be following the guidelines, so... We couldn't bring it up, so it was just... Well, you didn't want the scarlet letter. I told I told HR, I don't care. Tell them. I want to tell the story. If there's anything that relates to people, what are they going through right now? COVID. But no, we couldn't do that. So it's just, Hoyt's going to be out for about 16 to 18 days. So the
2: idea of you getting into the building is now tied to the fact that you would have to get something when you already still have your antibody, being that you went through a pretty rough thing. And so when I talk about looking at data... Have you seen what's going on in Israel? And again, trust me, this comes back to college football.
1: I, I have not. Is this about Palestine and no, the, I'm not getting the in, East Bank and all that? I'm not getting into the East Bank. <laughs> because, what's, Los, it was their land before it was the other one's land. What's
2: going on with their housing project? So <laughs> what they're dealing with is they are full into the whole Delta variant, which, by the way, we're calling it that rather than calling it the Indian variant, which is just annoying to me to start with. But Can we call it the DV? I guess we have to go down that road. The DV. So the problem is that's going on right now is that they are now seeing all this spike in cases. They and so is Britain. The thing is, when you look at Israel, they have like eighty-six percent of their population that are vaccinated. And what they're seeing is that in these in these hospitalizations, 40% of them are from people that have already been vaccinated. One percent are from people that already had had the, the disease and then got rid of it. Got it, you know, got natural immunity. So that'd be you. Damn it. So the crazy part is, and where I say it's cycle all back to college football, this is coming just like we told you in 2019, this is emerging and this is going to be coming our way. And it's, it's coming. Here's how it's going to be. And the crazy part about it is that in Britain and Israel, whether you're vaccinated or not, it's still hitting everybody the same way. There's people are still getting it. It's just how it is. And people are still getting sick. Even if they're vaccinated, that's just how it is. So by the time we hit the fall, I guarantee you it's going to be insane because the headlines from yesterday's SEC media days, the lead headline for ESPN for Georgia over 85% of the Georgia Bulldogs are vaccinated. And we have brought up how annoying it's going to be when it doesn't matter if your entire team is hundred percent, they're still going to test the same way. And you're still going to have the opportunity to miss football games. And then as this thing cranks up, I think we're going to see more of it, it, it. Greg Sankey said it, Hey, we'll forfeit games if we have to. I'm like, Really? Okay, let's see it play out. And I think this is going to be one of those deals where even the ACC, ACC has talked about and said, we'll work with it. We'll we'll be flexible with it. The SEC is trying not to be flexible with it. And so that's where I think we're going to end up with a college football season of a lot of frustration because whether you're vaccinated or not, you're still going to be treated the same way when you test positive.
1: See, I think this is Sankey. There's not an incentive there. I think this is Sankey just saying, hey, let's all get vaccinated and trying to push that. Because if we learned anything from last year, hell – the SEC is what led all of college football to have a season last year. Remember the big 10 and the pac 12 wanted to pull out to not be flexible is one of the dumbest things you could possibly do. If we've learned anything in 18 months, you have to be flexible with everything. Cause we don't know what's around the corner. So I think he's more pushing it as I'm going to say, we're going to be flexible. But if I say it right now, that might not incentivize people to get the vaccine, people being players to get vaccinated and everything else. So at the, Hi, Brandon Joseph. Hey, Brandon Joseph. He's just walking through. Your hair looks good. Congratulations yeah. on the marriage. Congratulations on getting married.
2: Okay, am I? look then he just left us right there. Ah, uh, where was I? You were and talking it- about the incentive to this to do this, but he, here's here's what I go back to. The incentive is then not to test. The incentive is to tell these guys. You're not going to be submitted to this regular stuff that causes you to miss games.
1: Well, let me spin it this way. And this is what I was wondering. Kirby talked about yesterday. I think we have four teams right now in the SEC that are over 80%. Kirby went on to say that Georgia right now is sitting at 85%. He credited Ron Corso, Ron Corson for that. My question is, if Georgia hit 100%, the entire staff and the entire team, why couldn't you play every single game? If every single person was vaccinated, could you play every game and could you not, not be tested if that was not the case? With, not with the rules. Why? Why? That doesn't make sense. Because that's not Because they're inflexible. But that's not being flexible. That doesn't I, make any sense to me. And
2: that's what I completely agree with. And, and here's where uh, another, the other part of it. So this is more Israeli data. 80% of all COVID-19 patients were previously vaccinated. So even the people that it's making sick, 80% of them were already vaccinated. I'm telling you, we're going to have to deal with this for another season. And it's gonna be incredibly frustrating because you're gonna have everyone comply with everything, including Georgia, who's gonna sit back and say, Hey, we're at 90% now, we're at ninety-five percent, we're at this, and yet you will get up on a Saturday where three-fifths of your offensive line hypothetically will not be available because of the rules that are going on.
1: No, don't say that. that I'm just saying, but that, that's that's gonna that.
2: be I don't care. That's gonna be Michigan, that's gonna be Oregon, that's gonna be whatever team. This is what you're gonna be dealing with. And and the part that is so frustrating for me. Is that you keep moving the goalposts around?
1: I guess that's the that's mo- the part that, that's so infuriating. And that would be the most frustrating is we thought the vaccine was okay. We can go back to reality. We had it last week where everybody kind of thought, okay, you know what, we're kind of getting back into reality. We got full capacity at stadiums, NBA arena. Hell, look at Deer Park. What was it? No, Oh that's my a water. God! Did you hear what Jeff was Van Gundy?
2: Jeff Van Gundy goes, oh, my God, it's Fauci's nightmare.
1: Because <laughs> I mean, it was like 65,000 was... people nut to butt just hanging out. It looks so good. But when you tell us that the vaccine is okay and it's going to change it and everything else. But it...
2: you're still applying the same rules for but what reason? Then
1: stop applying the same rules.
2: No, because it's control, man. It comes back to control. And we all then have to to do this rigmarole and act like it's really important. And I'm not downplaying stuff. I've taken this very seriously as far as dietary changes, life changes. Uh, I, I get my vitamin D levels tested on a regular basis. I've taken this very seriously. There's just comes a point where when it comes to sports, you start getting very frustrated when 85% of the Georgia Bulldog football program has decided to comply with all the things you're asking, but yet you will still treat them as the guys that don't comply on some other
1: program. And that's the biggest issue. We followed the guidelines and everything you've set up for us at least 85%. And like I'm saying, if 100% on any team comply, Stop testing. Stop They're testing. Done. Yeah,
2: make it the incentive. We will stop in the NFL. And here's another problem, too.
1: And I'm going to sound ignorant by saying this. Have you ever been tested for polio?
2: I've never been tested for polio. I have gotten my polio vaccine.
1: Exactly, because we all had to, to go to public schools. But my point is you've never been tested for it. So if you have the vaccine, stop testing okay, them. Okay, now
2: I'm going to get deeper in the weeds, though. Oh, boy, here we go. Polio vaccine gives you immunity to polio. This is basically giving you a better shot against less severe reactions. It doesn't make you immune. And so that's where they're still going to keep testing these guys in the NFL. The NFL and the NFLPA have come up with their own guidelines. This is where Cole Beasley was losing his mind about it because he doesn't want to get the treatment. And I'm like, okay, cool, that's your personal choice. And I believe it's it's a personal choice. You do you, I'll do me. We're cool. Everything's cool. But now he's going to be subjected to daily tests. The other players will be subjected to weekly tests. If Cole Beasley does not test positive all week, and the vaccinated player does on Saturday, he's gone for two weeks. Two weeks of not having your quarterback, your running back, your receiver, or whatever. So what was the incentive for him to have complied with all of the league obligations? I don't know. And that's the crazy part. I don't know. That's why I say we're going to be in for, again, the most frustrating season that we ever had in college or pro football. Mostly college football. Because you're going to be sitting there saying, I followed all your damn rules. Sorry, dude. Got to miss the game. It's going to be an NFL player. What do you mean? I tested positive. I'm having no issues, dude. You're gone for two weeks, but I, I I took the shot. I'm vaccinated. Sorry, dude. You're gonna miss two weeks. You are the bearer of bad news. I I've been thinking about it and thinking about it. now again. We have told you. Stop looking at the negative lows. No, I I'm I'm a I'm a data analyst. Okay, there's a reason why December of 2019, you and I went, oh, that ain't good. And then as it kept coming, we're like, that's not getting better. And then we. When we went through everything we went through, we were doing podcasts going, well, we'll see when it comes back. And, and I think that we did play a little role in at least having some fun and playing some stuff up and just getting your mind off of things. I think we did do that. Um, but seeing everything that is now moving across Europe through Israel. And again, I, I bring up Israel because, again, 86 percent of their population has already been vaccinated. And yet they're having these huge spikes, monstrous spikes now. The death rates are very low, so it, it seems that the vaccination is working out very well for them. But we're not really concerned with deaths in college football. We're concerned with positive tests, and positive tests can hurt you on a given Saturday. And that's what's starting to happen all around. That's what's coming your way. So that's why I say it's going to be a very frustrating college fo- college, and pro football season.
1: End of story. Don't test them. Let's just play ball. All right, coming up next, <laughs> the, the Nick Cellini meltdown.
0: Oh, No. It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. Looks like the sun is coming up, Chuck. Shades on in Dark Club. So if you've
2: ever seen Step Brothers, you know that there's that scene where the the woman who's uh, interviewing them and they're confused whether her name is Pam or Pan. Apparently this one word Buck struggled with on this read.
3: Join the Atlanta Track Club and the Atlanta Braves for the Braves Country 5K on Saturday, the twentieth at Turner Field. And all 5K entries uh, entries come with a ticket to that night's game against the Mets.
4: You don't know. It could have been a nice fish. It could. It Ballsbury could. steak, maybe. It could have been a veal. You don't know. See, that's where you guys are picking. Let me hear it again. I think there's
2: there's obvious here. There's a parmesan or something.
3: Join the Atlanta Track Club and the Atlanta Braves for the Braves Country 5K on Saturday the 20th at Turner Field. And all 5K entrees, right. uh, entries come with a ticket to that <laughs> night's game against the Mets.
1: Does that entry come with a couple of sides? It could. You could have a nice potato. The dessert maybe Something included? Something or... rotten? You don't know. There could be a couple of entrees in the 5K. Buck they... should be off limits.
2: Audio Fun Bag, Chapter 70, all brought to you by Hard Eyes Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics, USA.com. Check them out with their Facebook page. You can see some of the stuff that they work on, your vintage audio and video equipment. Jamie can help you get that working once again. And this was the
1: thing that we aired last week during, during we, the Radiothon. Before we do this, can I get into this one thing real quick? Yeah, what do you got? Okay, first off, we now have a show on 680 The Fan. If you're unaware, it's 6 to 8. Every night when the Braves are not on, you'll get us. And so just come and listen to your friends, gather around, bring the family, everything else. But at some point, so we're not going to take ourselves serious on this show. And even though Los is a serious radio person, I'm not. So are, I would like you, to, I, hold on what like.
2: I made my career initially interviewing homeless people and getting their football picks. What are you mean about? Yeah, me but being that's serious? just to get
1: your foot in the door. Now you're the numbers guy. That's serious. No fun lows. That I
2: ask you to play. What is the the Chuck one?
1: What's the sticking out
2: of my butt? A butt. A butt. A butt. And then I giggle. And then I ask for will you play the Adam Gillespie? i don't think he made it through the pandemic
1: <laughs> i have seen on twitter people say hey los be more serious man we like you serious you don't have to be like nutshell i'm, like I'm not a, i'm not a serious person <laughs> my point is though That's why we work well together we're not gonna take six to eight very seriously and so one point during our show i would like to do a seance so okay if any because we always talk about the curse of atlanta and george's got a great chance this year and the hawks are doing well and everything else. So. I would like to bring somebody in, but I don't know who that is. So if you know witch doctors, someone that does voodoo, I don't know. Who else would it be? If you know a pastor, No, you know what I want?
2: I want somebody who claims, uh, like a clairvoyant, who can, like, speak to the dead.
1: That's fine. Whatever happened, I need somebody in the room to, one, tell us what the hell happened. Like, what did Atlanta do that was so wrong that we're dealing with this crap? And two, I need you to lift the curse, and we'll do an entire segment with them on the air. So... Hit us up at front office so You can get into my DMs. They're always open. And let me know because we need to do that segment. You mean at Brian Hoyt24? No, just sliding those DMs, baby. Those are
2: your DMs. You were saying mine. Mine aren't open.
1: Oh, no, no. <laughs> you I, hate the people.
2: I, I, no, I just You're like Chernoff. I get random stuff. I'm like, I'll answer any email, but my DMs are it's kind of my personal. Let me area. describe
1: this. Carlos is Chuck, and you listeners are like COVID. Carlos uses his gloves. (laughs) He sprays you down with sanitizer. Completely not true. He doesn't want you in those DMs. (laughs) That is why we're actually planning a trip to Charlotte.
2: That that is in the works. It looks like we're going to be going to Charlotte. As we get more information, we will be doing the audio fun bag there on Thursday and Friday, and probably it looks like we're going to do a pregame on Saturday from about 10 to 1.
1: Yeah. That's the
2: the tentative plan as of right now, and so we are – We are looking at a couple different scenarios where we might be with one of our typical station sponsors or we might be going outside of that family and getting in with a different bar there.
1: So if you know anybody that talks to the dead, please hit us up.
2: Or if you own a bar really close to the stadium in Charlotte.
1: Oh, yeah, you can hit us up too. Hit us
2: up too. That'll work. All right, so this is what we got into last week. This is Nick Cellini. He was subbing in, and the audio will start explaining it for itself, but this is a man I've never seen him be able to lose his mind so quickly of anyone I've ever worked with, and when he does, I actually like. There's a part of me that starts clapping, like like yes, yes, <laughs> yes, because the things that comes out of Nick Cellini's mouth when that happens, they're not just mean, they're funny. Like you've seen it, you've been in there in in, in the control room. Where he'll come in and he'll spout off about something that happened, and he'll refer to somebody in a way we just go whoa, but it's funny. <laughs> so here was that scenario that happened last week. So I want to bring this up, and this is to cross-promote. Yeah, is that <laughs> that's such a BS excuse? But it was also a tremendously hilarious experience because of the, the players involved. So we have figured out technically what happened this morning. There were issues as far as when the connection was made. Let me kind of give you an idea as to technology. Once we're out here, we have to connect to our studio, and there's a certain way that that happens. Magic. Yes, dark magic. (laughs) Little fairies come around. So imagine that fairy number one casts her dark magic and we get connected. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, fairy number one right before the show died. Oh, uh, no. What a sad story. (laughs) Overdose. I mean, like two minutes before the show. So what happens is broke down meth head fairy number four showed up and suddenly connected. And the problem was everyone back in the main studio didn't know that. Fairy number four, Meth Head, showed up. Yeah. So you're going to hear this audio. This is what happened this morning. This is like our – we could play this in a fun bag like two months from now. But oh, it's we will. Now. Well, it's better right now.
1: And, and keep in mind, by the way, Nick Cellini was filling in for John Michaels who was out. And Nick Cellini is very patient and calm, and he handles these situations. No, not, not at all. What? Not at all. Nick, okay.
2: Nick does not handle these situations well at all because – here's the thing. Nick is a true pro. He expects professionalism around him, and
1: so... (laughs) So when Methberry shows up. So when Meth
2: shows up, (laughs) Nick Cellini is the last... And remember, he's doing them a favor by coming in and doing a show that early. So here's the first piece of audio. This is where Nick is not going to be able to hear the programming that's going on because, again meth head fairy number four <laughs> has messed up the connection has messed up the connection so he can't
4: hear any of the stuff going on here's the audio
0: nice to finally get to work
4: with yeah i've been doing this for almost 30 years and yes i'm old i did mornings for 10 12 years and let me just give you some advice it's not really something you ever really get used to doing so no. but when you're young you can bounce back <laughs> speaking of bouncing back guys let's uh, check some headlines no fake news here. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> just today's headlines yes, just presented by Pete about today. the <laughs> NBA <for> Finals <laughs> and what happened last night. As the series is now <laughs> so even in this two case two games apiece. Nick doesn't hear programming
2: because Meth Head Ferry number four is not working correctly. <laughs>
1: and he's just talking over the open. And by the way, if you noticed, you could slightly hear Finnerin in Tiny the background trying to talk, but it really wasn't working very well. So Finnerin's mic
2: is not responding well to this whole setup. <laughs> and remember, this is an opening part of the show. Like,
1: this is our big radiothon,
2: Lowe. They're saying hey to Jordan Diarman, and now Nick's going to talk about this and throw it over here, and he can't hear any of that programming. He can't hear any of that production. Yes, I'm old. Yes. <laughs> so how about this then? Finneran attempts to try and, and talk, as he does professionally. Well, that's what he gets paid to do.
4: Right. This is what it sounded like when Finneran attempts to help out Nick with the broadcast. I don't know how he did it, but Giannis blocked that shot late in the game, and Tim Legler said it during SportsCenter. I think maybe there's only one person on the planet who could have made that play. I think LeBron, at the peak of his powers, could have made that play, but I don't think he could do that anymore. It is now Giannis. So we'll see on. Who's that trying to
0: talk?
1: Uh, so,
4: you're
0: right. <laughs>
1: I hear somebody.
4: I guess I'll just start talking right now.
2: (laughs) 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 And you know he's getting so hot. Like, he's so mad right now. That's not Nick's personality. That's not him. Like, Nick has things bulging out of his head. He's just, (sighs) uh, uh, like, if he could have turned green and tore apart the battery, he would have. Well, I don't think he's Hulk. I think it's roid rage. All right. So here's the next piece of, of fun audio. Remember.
1: This is all and within two minutes of, of the, the show. show starting, this is all by the, the way. Right, this
2: is all at the beginning of the show. Oh. Methhead Fairy number four oh. still doing her thing. Now again, because of this issue, he also can't hear the audio <laughs> that's
4: coming from the station. So Nick is going to call for a piece of audio and this is what we got out of it. And now there's a delay again, so I think I'll take my headphones off and am I'm, I'm a guest here today. I'm just a guest. He's I'm trying just to calm here down. today doing my best to fill in. To and it's it. the Deep Camp breath. Twin Lakes Radio, zone, so we all need to be in a good mood right now. That's right. And I think we need to work through these things together. Okay. All right, let's hear from Giannis, who again had 26, had the big block down the stretch. On the fan. Or maybe we won't. So let's move on to something else that happened yesterday. Uh, Not you know so what good. it feels Richard like? Richard Sherman.
2: It feels like you're trying to operate a piece of machinery and nothing's working. Like, you're trying to fly the plane, and you realize, okay, this isn't working, this isn't working, this isn't working. And so you're just trying to move on to the next thing, hoping it works.
1: And if the landing gear won't come down and the flaps won't move and everything else, you know what you do? You just keep the plane in the air. You just keep
4: flying And that's all he's trying to gas. do. He's that's just it. trying to
2: keep the plane in the air because of this issue that's going on. Let's get me to break, and then I can figure this all out. Or maybe we won't. <laughs> Let's see. I've got a shout-out from Scott McFarlane. Shout-out to the fun bag and Hoyt. Stop drinking on air. That's the shout-out that you got. Well, did he pay for that? Yes. I'll stop drinking he, if you pay for that. He funded that. All right, let me go over to here with now we're going to try and do some Braves audio. We're going to have Chris Domino on to talk to him about what's going on with the Braves. And again, because of the connection issue, Nick is not hearing most of this stuff. And so this is what
4: it sounded like when they tried to get Domino on the air
2: and just to have a regular conversation.
4: They do need help in the outfield. That's going to okay. be the deal that I think people are talking about the bullpen, which has not lived up to expectations this year, but I really think outfield help.
1: Well, oh, look, Jack Peterson's a guy who's got a $10 million mutual option next year. Do you know what Jack you Peterson talk. is? He, Solid
4: talk, Chris he, Appreciate the time. There's our uh, SunTrust <laughs> report Chris Truist. Or, or, or <laughs> either or. Yeah, either you know, one. You know, we, know that, we know that uh, Truist has been, uh, or vice oh, versa, no, SunTrust has been absorbed by Truist. The point is, <laughs> you
2: need help in the outfield. So fortunately... They were able to figure out what had gone on that fairy number one had died yep. and fairy number four was now what was going on. And so they were able to get it fixed and everything straightened out. But basically, because fairy number one died a minute before the show starts, that's what happened. It's not Nick's it's fault. Not there, no. Te- te- technically, it's it's the show fairy's fault. Right. It's the connection's fault. And, and maybe knows and, and it took ten minutes to figure out what was going on. <laughs>
1: But to have that many things happen that quick to open up that show is beautiful. Here's the problem, too. Nick is bald. I don't know if he's bald. He shaves, whatever. So you can see every vein popping out of his head. Like when I get mad, you can't see them because I have hair. Right. You turn red. But you he can... has stuff that protrudes from his his, his face. <laughs> he's
2: just like, like oh, you're like, like, oh, my God, he's going to lose it. <laughs>
1: Appreciate oh, the time. A, a vessel just broke. <laughs> you had an aneurysm on the air. Yeah. Awesome, Nick. Nick is that guy where, because
2: I've worked with him uh, so much on Sundays, and like I said, he's a pro's pro. He's great at what he does. Oh,
1: don't suck up now after we've no. made all the audio.
2: What I'm saying is that when you're he has that moment happen, there's a like something that <laughs> breaks inside his brain
1: <laughs> it normally takes 10 seconds and you heard it in like clip number two let's hear it there's 10 or seconds of dead won't. air or maybe we <laughs> won't
2: and inside his it's brain just something such a smart ass response something breaks inside him and he's like Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he gets so incredibly upset
4: appreciate the time
2: <laughs> you're welcome all Nick. right we have one more piece of audio so is this a new serial that we're calling it well there are Is it
1: Honey Smacks, Golden Smacks? Which one's the knockoff brand that comes in a bag? This would be what we're calling... Sugar Smacks. Sympathy Smacks. Sympathy Smacks. So the fun part about listening today
2: to the early portion, uh, listening to Buck and Hudson, you had Buck, who was taking everybody through all the stuff that we're doing for Camp Twin Lakes. Again, 404-231-9887 in order to donate. Every time he'd make this poignant point about what they were doing and it's how important it was it's the important felt- that
1: we're doing right. everything we're doing here today is to help raise money for kids and everything else and you really want to move people's hearts in the right direction to and, give money to help and so buck you know he felt he felt moved and you told me <laughs> as we're getting going he, you go
2: what is that <laughs> and i was like what is what and then you started collecting them we're calling
1: these sympathy smacks yes because Whenever Buck feels sympathetic, maybe, maybe you know, he has a friend that. Some, a lot of times when we hear it, it's when he sends a death dedication like. <laughs> and I'd like to give a death shout out to. Right. Whenever and we're thinking about you. And there's yeah. a sympathy smack. Because typically,
2: unless he's talking about something pointed like that, he won't do it. Correct. But when it has to do with somebody that he lost that coached at Valdosta High, <laughs> that's what happens. So here is what we're calling the sympathy smacks of Buck today. And we are so proud to partner with Camp Twin Lakes providing a safe
3: camp experience for children facing serious illnesses, disabilities and other life challenges. Any amount you can spare will be helpful 404-231-9887. And thank you to our listeners who have stepped up big for two decades now during our station radio thons uh, this one is no different, and they've stepped up today, B.J. Last year we were able to raise a little over seventy-eight hundred dollars. We're up to twenty-two thousand three hundred dollars. Forty-one campers have been funded today, and I believe uh, again it was Claire and Gene Dresic. It is now time for our college football nugget.
2: So that's the thing. Once he moves over into I've taken care of all of this. There's no more. And but you... when he's making these grand, making these points like sympathy.
1: Sympathy smacks, and you can tell this is a very big deal for all of us here at the station, just judging by the amount of smacks Buck used there. That was six. Six. This is a very big deal. Six that we had there. (laughs) (laughs) And so there it was. And we did did that live on the air. He's better than he was.
2: Yes, much, much. He, He used to fly off the handle much harder when we were at. 790. You realize you
1: realize how many interns would have been kicked and how many dogs would have been punched when he was at 790 if that would have happened. No, here's the thing it was never physical. Always with physical. Him. It, that's all Nick does. He just would physical he would, abuse. When he
2: was upset, he would march around, just like yelling <laughs> at the ground. Like he would just be stomping. Like because a,
1: that's normal. He would
2: just be stomping around. He'd be like, I'm... Now he just kind of is like
1: F. <laughs> just, just, just what it is. All right. So that's gonna do it for us. So take us out no you take us out can we stop with the hoyt taking us out thing we're doing a real show now i can't take us out point man take us out let's take us out
0: Hey, Matt. Guess what's in my hot tub? AIDS.
1: I've got AIDS. I turned myself into a pickle, Morty. Boom. Big reveal. I'm a pickle. What do you think about that? I turned myself into a pickle. W- w- what are you just staring at me for, bro? I turned myself into a pickle, Morty. And? And? What more do you want tacked onto this? I turned myself into a pickle and 9 11 was an inside job? Was it? Who cares, Morty? Global acts of terrorism happen every day. Uh, here's something that's never happened before I'm a pickle. I'm Pickle Rick!
3: Follow the Podcast Park on social media for live updates as new episodes hit and behind the scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Podcast Park.